I can do all things through Christ. That's what that song's talking about. I can do all things. Can you say that and make it personal? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I want to take you right into the scriptures. I'm going to ask them if they would to bring it up on the screens. Genesis, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 8 in the King James Version. This is something the Lord added into um, the message early this morning. I got up at 5 this morning. Um, really, I was awake before that. I just sometimes, I just want to wake up and pray. Uh, it seems like it's a good time to pray when you're laying there in bed and everything's quiet. You can talk to God. If you've never tried that, try it. It feels good. In Genesis 11 chapter, this is going along with the message of faith, words of power, how we strengthen ourselves, how we can better ourselves in God. But in Genesis 11 verse 1, I want you to hear this story because I know you've read it before. And the whole earth was of one, one language. What language? How many? That number one is very important. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. Now let me say this before I go any further. When I saw that verse of the whole earth was of one language and of one speech, the Spirit started talking to me. At that time, they were still very close after the flood. And I believe at that time, they were speaking more with the language of God than ever before. So get that in your mind. Remember, it's right after the flood. They were one language, one speech. That means, and now from my interpretation of this, they were actually speaking more the way God would speak than the way we talk today. Okay? Just get that in your mind right now. Now watch this. They were of one, whole earth was of one language and one speech, and it came to pass... As they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. They all came together. Why did they come together? Somebody talk back to me. Why did they come together? Because of one speech, one language. So they journeyed, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go, let us make brick. Burn them thoroughly. And they made had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Now, there's a lot of things I could preach on right now about that tower they're about to build and why God said, no, we're not going to do it this way because they'd just come through a flood. They knew of the flood, and they were trying to make a name for themselves so if another flood came, they would be protected by the tower. I'll leave that to you. That's your free part. But that's why they were building it. To set themselves a place where they could not be removed. How many people know you can't build a tower tall enough to get away from God? And they said, go to us. Let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach into the heaven. And let us make us a name. Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down. He watched them. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is what? The people is what? They're one. One in language, one in speech. They're one in activity now. And they have all one language. And and this they began to do. And he says, And now, 
God's talking. And now nothing will be restrained from them. Why will nothing be restrained from them, Floyd? Because they're one. You know the hardest thing, Cheryl, for me to get done as a pastor to accomplish is to get the people sitting here to be. But if we become one, hell cannot stop us. God, I felt that. And he says, now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined. Watch that word. Imagine, Mike. Imagine. If they just imagine it, they can do it. Now watch what God says. Go to. Let's go. He said, let us go down and therefore confound their language. And that, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Do you understand why they left building the city? Because all the languages were confused. They were no longer one, they were separated. They no longer ta- spoke the language of God and angels, because that's all they would have known. How would they have known anything else? Now they're speaking other languages. In other words, when you start speaking the language of God, when you start speaking the language of faith, nothing you've imagined is impossible. I've read the scripture, I understand the scripture, I live in that scripture, and I still believe that what I say and what I believe will come to pass. Just like God has healed many people here, helped many people here, blessed many people here. You have to understand, He's the same God that He was 40 years ago, 50 years ago. He's the same God today as He was then. The difference is we have not recognized who He is. And we're not speaking His language. The language of angels. The language of faith. So what does the enemy do when he sees the East-West Church going forward? When he sees us working in, in unison, when he sees us making new leaps and strides, when he sees us reaching our community, when he sees us doing new things, stepping outside of our tradition, what does the enemy do? Think about it. He confuses our faith words. Our fa- Notice, I said it clearly, our faith words. The words filled with faith, which are the words of God. He confuses our faith words so we become non-effective. Oh, we're talking a lot. I hear a lot of preachers preaching a lot and we're non-effective. Because it has to be faith words. It has to be one language. It has to be the language of God. Now we believe the word of God, don't we? If you do, say yes. Do we believe that he spoke on, as the Bible said? The Bible said he spoke and moved on holy men of old. And they wrote this document we call the Bible. He spoke about his ways, God's ways. And we believe that this document, the Bible, is the will of God for our life. Do we believe that? Well, if mankind has been created in the image and likeness of God, then why aren't we talking like him? So if that's true, Sister Floyd, I'm not a brain surgeon or a brain scientist or whatever you call them. I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but if that's true, we we really shouldn't start speaking things that we don't desire to come to pass. Because whatever you're saying, Christian, you're saying it 
as if you want it to come to pass. He said, well, I don't believe what you're talking about. I don't care what you believe. This is the Bible. It's what he's saying to, to us, to the church. Whatsoever things you say, it's what the Bible said. Whatsoever things you believe. Did he say it might come to pass? No, he said, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen. So we really shouldn't speak things that we don't desire to come to pass <coughs> or to say something that really isn't in our will. You've heard people say this statement, I'm sure. What you don't know can't hurt you. Now, how many people really believe that? But I'm going to tell you, but what you don't know may be very destructive or harmful. You need to know this. So well, I don't know it. Well, you need to know now that what you say, you are a creative force because you are a lot like God because he created you in his likeness and his image. Jesus dwells in you. How many people, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and you've accepted him into your life. If that is true, he's living in you. He's dwelling with you. According to the Bible. I want to show you a truth so you're not caught off guard. So you understand that the enemy's trying to confuse our language, the language of faith. He's trying to confuse our language of God. He's trying to confuse us so we get nowhere and do nothing. Watch. Proverbs 18.21 in the King James Version. Proverbs 18.21 in the King James Version. Death and life. Death and life. The whole spectrum from death to life. Is that what the Bible said? It's right on the screens. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That means what you say can bring death. What you say can bring life. I love this. I could preach this forever. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it, it's in what we say. <clears throat> we need to take our, our, what we say, our words, seriously. And we need to put them in alignment with God's words, with His will. Because it's His will toward us. I gotta get it into His will so it comes toward me and you, you and I. And when we do this, we come into alignment with God, His will and His purpose. Our will toward His will. And then His will toward us. It's, we become one. We need to take God's word and put them in our mouth. Say them. I will be healed. Because he said by his stripes. I am healed. Not I will be healed, but I am healed. 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 Don't be like me sometimes. Man, I'll tell you, I'm hurting here. No, no, I'm healed. Why should I say that over and over again? Why should I get it in my spirit? Let me tell you why. So God's word, that seed of faith can germinate and be conceived in your heart. Then you take that which you have conceived and you start speaking it. It starts to grow in your heart and you start to speak it. This becomes a spiritual force that releases the ability of God in your life. And we call that faith. Because that's what it is. We call it faith. That's what made you walk, Deb. That's what healed you, Floyd. That's what healed you, uh, Brother Courtney. See, anybody that says God is dead, they, they don't know the same God that healed you. 
Same God that healed Glenn Keller. I can go around this room. He's a healing God. But those words have got to get into you, Damon. Quit saying things that the enemy wants you to say. Quit saying crazy stuff like, I hate that person. That's not, that's, that's not right. I've checked myself on a lot of things that I've said in my life. You need to be real careful what you say. Because you really don't hate. Because you, you were never created to hate. Can I prove it? Our Father is God. Correct? The Bible says that God is love. If we are from God, then His DNA gives to us love. It's confused language that messes us up. Am I making sense to anybody here? If you want me to quit, I'll quit. God's words have faith or faith substance. When he says, let there be light, there's light. He says, let the waters divide, they divide. <clears throat> when he says, rise and be healed, you're healed. God's words are filled with faith and faith substance is contained in every word. Again, let me say this so you don't forget it. The word of God is conceived in your spirit, then formed with your tongue, then spoken out of your mouth. It releases the ability of God within you. How many people want to walk in that ability? Something evil comes your way, you speak to it. You don't run from it, you speak to it. So what are you saying, Bishop? Guard what you say because you can even release the power of the enemy in, in your life. You've heard me say this before, but I heard a good Christian man, or he said he was, he, he'd get mad and he'd, and he'd say, this is his words, don't get offended with me. But I'd hear him. He claimed to be, but see, he could say, well, he'd do something and he'd say, damn me. Have you ever heard somebody say that? And I said, I stopped him one day. I said, son, let me just say something to you. Do you know what you're saying? No, I just, no. When you say damn you or damn me, you're saying you want to be damned. And your spirit hears you say it. You say, well, I don't believe all that hocus pocus stuff. It ain't hocus pocus. It's real. Be careful. Guard your mouth. There's power of life and death in your tongue. Or I hear somebody say, I can never get it right. Keep saying, I can never get it right, Namoda, and you'll never get it right. Keep saying, I will always lose my way. I'll always lose my way, and you're going to lose your way. Nothing good ever happens for me. Have you ever said that? Keep saying it, and nothing good will ever happen to you. Well, I've been married seven or eight times, and I guess this one's going to be like them. And it will be just like them. Now, that's not even comical. That's happening in our lives because we're confessing it. Well, I've had jobs before, and I'm, I, I usually lose my job about six months into it. What did you just say? You just said what you were going to do. I'm going to lose this job in six months. You don't realize the power of your words. Let me explain to you. Your spirit is listening to what you say. Am I right? Your spirit is listening to you. And so when your spirit hears that, it says, I've got to make that happen. Because he believes it or she believes it. 
And your spirit starts working. Bam, bam, bam. So why am I trying to teach all this? I'm trying to teach about the power of God's word. His will toward us. And I'm desperately trying to show everyone in this building and for anybody that ever wants to listen to me how to walk in the principles of the law of faith. It is a law. Remember I taught you that weeks and weeks and weeks ago. It's written in the scripture. It's called the law of faith. It is a law. Just like you go out here and break a law and you pay the price. There's laws of faith. Simply put, it's this. What you believe and what you say carries with it great power. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. How does faith come? And hearing by what? By the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can speak God's word and receive faith. But by the same token, you can speak your words filled with negativity. You can speak the world's words, the circumstance word, the enemy's words. You can speak the problems, the circumstances. You can speak whatever you want because you have a will to do so. And it doesn't make it correct just because you're saying it. It's not correct. You just start speaking things. Have you ever gotten mad and said some things you didn't mean? Come on. Don't act like you're holy. I've never done anything like that, Bishop. My lips are holy. And they also are lying. (laughs) So if faith comes by hearing, help me, I'm going to close here in a second. If faith comes to us by hearing God's word, then how do you think the enemy... How do you think the enemy comes to us? Okay, I'll wait for a minute. Some of y'all are very smart. If God's word brings faith, what does the enemy do? How does the enemy come to us? When we hear the enemy's words, and sometimes the enemy is us. Quit thinking the devil all the time. Sometimes we talk to ourselves. Have you ever sat down and talked to yourself? Well, I'm telling you, I don't feel so good. I think I might be having a heart attack. And the more you think it, the more you start hurting. The other day, I felt a little weird. I walked and sat down. I said, man, I'm feeling weird. I felt like I was coming out of my body. The more I thought it, guess what? (laughs) The more I was happening. And I said, wait a minute. This is not happening to me. God's in control of my life. He knows what I'm ready for. And this ain't going to happen and it quit, just that quick. Because you've got to speak to it. When we hear the words enemies, the word, the enemy's words, he'll bring in doubt, he'll bring in fear, he'll bring in unbelief. This is why it's important for you to guard what you say because you release things into your life, into your life. You speak them into your life. So when I speak God's word, When I speak God's word, I'm speaking his will into my life. How many people want his will? I'm speaking of the power and the ability of God. I release with my words, I release that spiritual force, the substance that is released by faith. I'm going to stop there because I want to pick up next week where the Apostle Paul takes us into an area of thought.
my concern as I'm getting a little older now, some people are into hype. Some are into sensationalism. Some are trying to prove their prowess behind the pulpit. That's why I have the men that I've had come in, they really believe what they're saying. And they don't care if there's five people here or 50,000. They're going to say what they, they're going to say it just that way. My concern is that the people that I know and love hear the message of faith and start living it out. Start thinking about it. Start reading those scriptures that we read today. You say, well, how am I going to know what to read? You, you'll know. About a week from now, probably, or two weeks, this message will be on, on, our, uh, on the website. You can go and find it. Just listen to it over and over again. Has anybody done that? Listen to messages and just keep listening until it gets in your spirit. Oh, there's a man sitting right there. God healed him of cancer. Am I right? Faith healed you. I've watched God do some marvelous things. When you go home today, I want you to go home believing that God is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I want you to believe that the words that you speak will change things. I don't want you to say anything that isn't in line with what God would say. Now, is that hard to do? No, it's not. You can't walk around with perverse lips. Perverse lips means you're saying something you really don't need to say. You really don't even believe it in your heart. You're just saying it. We need to mean what we say because we're going to live what we say. 